1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth and PJ Glasser with you. We're having fun on the show today. So we just took a look at some NBA win totals with the All-Star break coming to a close. And now I think it's a good time to revisit some of the awards. We just saw Nate McMillan. He was fired as the Hawks head coach. We got me thinking, coach of the year. So some of these awards, PJ, we'll get to, they kind of seem locked up. Like, it's not as tight. But when you look at Coach of the Year, I think it's interesting because I do not agree with the favorite, and I will tell you why. Joe Mazzula is the favorite, but he inherited a team that went to the NBA Finals last year. Does this dude really deserve to win Coach of the Year? Like, to me, Coach of the Year is like you're doing a lot with less, Okay. This, this team, this roster is built to win. I mean, if anything, it shows us that maybe Ime Odoka got too much credit last year, you know, because everyone was like, wow, look what he did. But then now you just plug in Joe Missoula and they're right back to being the favorites again. So I don't know. I, I'm out on Joe Missoula, all due respect.
0: I know where exactly I am looking. who your guy is. You,
1: Mike Brown. There
0: it is. Mike
1: Brown. Okay. Many people didn't even realize the Kings still existed in the NBA until this season. That is how impressive it is what Mike Brown has been able to do. The Kings have been really good. They've surprised everybody. And I think Mike Brown deserves the credit. Whereas I don't think Joe Missoula deserves all the credit for what he's doing. He has a really good roster. So, for that reason I'm out on Missoula and I do like Mike Brown at plus 250.
0: Let me ask you a question Aaron. if somebody if you were just out and about and somebody said oh did you bet on the Kings game tonight would you think of the basketball team or the hockey team?
1: <laughs> uh, Probably f- first NBA because that's what I bet on more and I love the Kings yeah, now yes, that's I really right. it's mostly because I like Sabonis I bet on him a lot last year with the Pacers uh, to w- to get double doubles every night and then when he was traded I was like oh this is interesting his numbers weren't quite there at the end of last season but now he he's He's incredible. So, yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, that this Kings team doesn't quite have the roster that the Celtics do, and the fact that the Celtics went to the finals, I just, I just, I don't think it would be fair to give Joe Missoula the coach of the year.
0: A- agreed. I-, I completely agree with you. I'm shocked that Brown is actually like the second best choice instead of uh, and not the first choice over Missoula for everything you said. Plus, I think process of elimination. Like, I think Mike Brown's the easy winner in my eyes. You pointed out, Missoula inherited a team that made it to the finals last year. Right behind Mike Brown in the odds is Michael Malone. And yeah, Denver's having their best season that they've had with these guys. But he's going to have the three time MVP, right? Like... Exactly. Not <laughs> mean... the Joker. Are you joking me? No, Mike
1: Malone shouldn't get it either. I mean, this is it's ridiculous.
0: Like, in the NBA, you know, you truly don't see how good a coach is until they don't have their stars like if Mike Budenholzer didn't have Giannis probably still wouldn't be the coach of the Bucks. how many different coaches has LeBron had because you know when he's not there people are like or he's hurt people are like oh all of a sudden this guy's not that great of a coach so I don't think it's Michael Malone Taylor Jenkins look he's done a great job I love job me
1: with- i love me some taylor
0: jenkins okay? he's, he's been great i love
1: but, taylor jenkins but yeah. memphis
0: was great last year they were better last year in the regular season than they were this year so how could he possibly be coach of the year The one but, guy but but let me interrupt you we've
1: been saying that ja morant needs another piece right we do. we've yeah. been saying that so yeah. i think if anyone deserves to be in the conversation it's also taylor jenkins who's who's doing more with less in terms of the talent that he has on that roster
0: I I would agree that's a fair that's a fair point to me the only guy that you could have made an argument for was Jock Vaughn if KD and Kyrie and those guys would have stayed together because of the whole mess that that season was to start off with with the Kyrie drama and Steve Nash gets fired that would have been the guy but now that they're gone I don't think Vaughn has a shot at winning it so I mean, to me... Doc Rivers? I'd rather poke
1: my eyes out than bet on Doc Ah,
0: Rivers. It's just no chance. No chance. What about your guy, JB Bickerstaff, for for the Cavs? I mean, he's obviously done a great job. Donovan Mitchell's having a career year. With with Cleveland, don't you would almost think that they would have to beat Milwaukee in the division, right, for them to have any kind of chance or maybe finish as, like, a top-two seed in the East? Like, maybe there is some value there if, if the Cavs end up doing that. Do you think it's a better bet to make Bickerstaff Coach of the Year at 14-1? to Or when we were talking with the Whale Capper the other day, do you think the better bet is just taking Cleveland plus 500 to win the division?
1: Listen, I have a Bickerstaff behind-the-scenes story. So my mom owned a house cleaning business as a kid and she used to clean bernie bickerstaff's house when he was with the sonics isn't that crazy yeah, so, yeah. a little bias i'll go with bickerstaff there
0: bickerstaff. <laughs> all right I, you know love to the me, bickerstaff family aaron outside of mike brown i think i think that's my favorite play of the board is J. but i do really like mike brown i mean sacramento's third in the west they haven't been to the playoffs in forever you know, they, they have some all stars this year and Fox and Sabonis, thanks to the season that they're having. I just I mean, I, I love Honestly, Mike Brown a lot.
1: I truly believe he's gonna win it.
0: I think so like, too. Like I would
1: be shocked and extremely disappointed in the voters if Missoula won it. And and Vickerstaff, it's at fourteen to one, he's not winning it. This late in the season, like it's pretty much locked up, except you've got three guys that are pretty tight there at the top and I just think Mike Brown has the strongest case
0: completely agree yeah I'm I'm really surprised he's not the favorite over Missoula if the Celtics were going at the pace that they were to start the season where they got off to just a ridiculous start then maybe but again Milwaukee's right on their heels now like they might not even get the number one seed I know all right let's talk about defensive player of the
1: year because there's something I want to bring up jaron jackson jr is you probably know where i'm going with this he's minus 190 With the whole reddit padding the stats thing at home is that gonna affect voters because minus 190 is hefty i mean that's basically telling you he has this locked up but if i'm a voter they kind of squash the whole reddit thing but still like that that does stick with me a little bit doesn't it I, I could see. Or you where, think it's yeah. a bunch of BS? Yeah,
0: you think it's I,
1: stupid. Much I, ado I, about nothing.
0: I think so. I think so. But I don't think you can lay minus one ninety with Jackson. I, I don't think so. Oh, uh, even though I think no. he's going to win the award. But I mean, defensive player of the year. Like things can change so quickly, and you know he he could suffer an injury. So I don't think uh, I don't think he's worth taking. Brooke Lopez is obviously always in the conversation. Bam Adebayo. Nick Claxton was having a, a great season, and he was wrapping up all these blocks that he was getting. Um, I don't know. You know, with Brooklyn, Claxton's interesting, again, because of all the moving pieces that they have, the fact that they didn't have to get DeAndre Ayton in that trade. Claxton is really the one starter that's going to stay in that lineup, And, and Cam Thomas, of course, from all those trades. So maybe Claxton is worth a shot at plus 750. That's really the only guy I see with value. I do think Jackson wins the award. Um, But if you're looking for value elsewhere, probably Claxton at plus 750 would be the guy that I would look at. Yeah.
1: I'm with you. I'm probably staying away from that whole market. Mm -hmm. Was there an awards market that jumped out to you? That somewhere where you're like, hmm, I might bet on this.
0: So I think we were talking about it a little bit yesterday. But I think most improved player is the most fascinating one. Because... SGA had a great start to the season. I mean, he was scoring like 30, 40 points every single night. OKC, just the market that they're in and they might not even make the playoffs. I just, you know, even though he's the co-favorite right now with Markinen, I don't know if I love that. And Markinen, same thing. I think the fact that the All-Star game was in Utah this year and he was a starter because of some injuries, I do think that helps his case. But Utah's also a team that's starting to slide. They were a one seed. Early on in the NBA season, now they're even out of the playing game. So, with both of those teams in danger of missing the postseason, even though I know most improved player isn't really a team award, it's really all about individual stats and all that stuff. I think Brunson building off of what he did in the playoffs against Dallas, now that he's going to have his guy Josh Hart with him in New York as well, Knicks are battling for playoff positioning. And I do think that does carry some weight, you know, even though. This stat, this award, is all about the stats and individual numbers that you put up. Like, as most most improved player to me is you're improving as a player, but you're also helping your team win. Like that stuff can translate to help you win the award. So I do kind of like Brunson at plus three hundred. I I think there's some real value I mean, there on him.
1: Yeah, just like Coach of the Year, that market seems to be wide open. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good look as well. So on the show, we do a lot of talk about futures. So I, I was like, oh, maybe I should take a look at my BetMGM app and see all the NBA futures that I have, and perhaps you can tell me should I cash these out now because it has no chance, or do I let it ride? You in? Let's Shall do we go it. through some of these? Let's okay. Do it. So Lakers to win the West at 28 to one. The thought process here when I placed this bet in January was they got LeBron and I thought, oh, maybe they will do something at the trade deadline. You just never know. Like the Lakers can do some splashy things. I'm not feeling great about it. I'm j- I'm being offered the cash out exactly the same amount as the bet that was placed. So it cancels out if I cash out i mean i guess you can't lebron is older i guess you can't count him out but does he really have the pieces around him like do we really that that west is stacked, I, stacked I just think yeah. pro- i should probably just cash that out.
0: I, I would cash that yeah i would ca- and put place it towards a college basketball overtime that's what i'd do
1: <laughs> all right so i also bet the lakers in the finals. so i might as well cash that out too The Grizzlies as the Southwest Division winner. This was only at plus 150 when I placed this bet in November, but right now they have 35 wins. Who would I have to worry about? Uh, The Mavs, if they get things together, or even New Orleans are right there on the doorstep. um, Four and five wins behind the Grizzlies. I say I might as well let this ride. Yeah, I
0: think you're good. I think you're good there. You know, Zion is just so unpredictable with what's going to happen with him. In Dallas, we've talked about them, Kyrie and Luca. I don't think they really care about the regular season. Memphis does, so I, I think you're good. I would let that ride.
1: And I'm uh, being offered already double what I bet it to cash out. Nice. So. Yeah.
0: Let that ride. Don't
1: hate. Don't hate that. This one is. Um, I got to say thank you to my girl, Trista Crick, on the network. Check her out on BetMGM tonight. Absolutely love her. She came on our show when we were at National Harbor in Maryland, and she suggested I bet the King. Oh, King's talk. It's back.
0: The King's.
1: King's Western Conference, uh, that was at 100 to 1. I, I'm being offered a little bit more than my bet. I might as well just let that ride. At 100 to 1, I would cry myself to sleep for maybe two weeks straight if I cash <laughs> this out for barely anything more than what the... I mean, right? I'm, miracles can happen. Sure.
0: What? <laughs> at what point do you start hedging? Like, if they win their first round series and make it to the Western Conference semis would you hedge a little bit with like a series price on whoever they play I feel like you have to
1: yeah definitely and definitely gotta wait until the playoffs to see what happens there
0: yeah so, so you let I would let that ride and then just hope you can get maybe like a hedging opportunity then I think you can get some good value letting
1: it ride let it ride um d- while I look up my next one do you have any futures that you're Debating cashing out, or you're just not not a big future. So person. the only
0: one I took when I was uh doing Bet MGM tonight, all of us together on the show, we took the magic to win the Southeast at two hundred to one. We thought there was some real value there. Probably not gonna happen. They're eight games back of Miami, but at two hundred to one, we all thought it was worth the the play, the value. Um, so I'm just I'm gonna let that ride and hopefully a miracle happens you know the hawks just fired their coach so maybe they go on a little dry dry run the heat are always suffering injuries but uh probably not gonna hit that's the only feature i have though
1: all right we have about a minute this one is actually really important i need your help kings to win the pacific division at 25 to 1 i bet it i'm being offered a nice cash out but the problem is why i'm nervous is like you've got the you got the Suns and
0: the Clippers. I know. Do
1: I cash out? I mean, I don't this think is... you can, Aaron. No, I no, think you no, let no, that no, ride no. too. You know
0: we don't hedge on this show. You, you ride. Don't try to slide that through the gates here while the Joes are gone and Paul's gone. No, 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 no. We don't hedge on this show. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm letting it ride. There you go. Well, That's I sad. guess Jake's not a fan of hedging. Then learn something new every day. No. Now.
1: Neither are the uh, other members of this show who are not here. They would definitely give me a hard what, time. What about would have that.
0: happened if Paul Aspen had hedged out of the Braves World Series a couple years ago, or Joe had hedged out of the Phillies? Riddle me that.
1: Yeah. Well, Paul says there's no. Paul's girlfriend says there, or fiance says there's no hedging in this family. So if that tells you anything, PJ, that's where they stand. <laughs> Our favorite plays of the night next in Lightning Vet.